Welcome to Alphabet Fly, it's like a big Marvel journey where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with, with the guests and we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper and with me today is someone who wants to destroy enemy corporations. Daniel. Yeah, that checked out. Yeah, except this one like is paid, like this one does a bad type of destroying, whatever. Uh, today we're talking about Ghost. Uh, Okay. Yeah, he looks kind of like Moon Knight. Yeah, this one this one looks a little bit more like Moon Knight. Later, he looks a little bit more like a spirit. Okay. But I like this outfit. I like this outfit. Uh, the, so, the, like, boot ankle cutlets are a little intense for me, but... No, it's supposed to be an armored suit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um... But there's there's a kind of a decent amount going on. Like, it, he looks like he... Um, has kind of like a normal like adventures outfit underneath like a generic superhero thing but the um has like kind of like a weird like half cape going to like the the wrists and also has like I'm going to say very he-man type like armor where it's just like big chunks of stuff over the body around the wrist uh and and stuff like that but yeah, this is one of my favorite Iron Man villains. My favorite and, Iron uh, Man villain is Iron Man. Iron Man villain is, I mean, he is pretty much a, a villain. Um, which in the latest series, in the latest series, um, he gets called out for being basically just being a, uh, just being a, a, a rich white boy with a power fantasy all the time. And like, he needs to like actually uh, shut up about a lot of the stuff he's talking about. That's good. And actually help people. And he's doing it for the most part. So, yeah. But, that being said, Ghost, as you can probably understand, at least at this point, a lot of unrevealed stuff. <laughs> um, so, real name, unrevealed. Occupation, former business executive, now corporate saboteur. Um, identity is secret. Citizen of the United States with no criminal record. No other alias is known. Uh, his place of birth, marital status are both unrevealed. No known relatives and no group affiliations. You know, it's kind of um, weird that they know he's a former business executive, but they don't know his name. Well, you know, it's sometimes so. It's it's like when you have that one friend that you know does something, but you forget their name because you're real bad at names. <laughs> Like, you know, like I have a person who have known for a while now. I know they're I know they're a mechanic. I cannot tell you their name. Jesse, that's very embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why I always go with uh, you know, buddy. Uh buddy and uh or what's up or how you doing? Like I don't really call them by the name. See, I'm also bad with names, but if I meet a person more than, like, three times, I make a note to figure out their name and remember it. Oh, uh, after a certain amount of time, I feel like it's just part of our uh, dynamic that I <laughs> that I never call the father name. <laughs> he shows up in uh, June 1987 in Iron Man issue number 219, Ghost Story. I think it's a pretty good cover. It's one of my least favorite Iron Man um, uh, Iron Man outfits, the Silver Centurion one. 
All right, let me take a look-see here. I don't know enough about Iron Man to know what uh, Silver Centurion means, but... That's where he has silver arms and legs. Okay, And he I has, see. like... Like, like he's just really leaning into 80s fashion with those shoulder pauldrons. Yeah. Also, he looks kind of like where he's wearing a diaper. It, like, it doesn't look like he's wearing metal pants. It, it just looks like he's sort wearing, like, of a looks like they're doing a fun dance together. <laughs> These two very 80s-looking yeah. men. <laughs> yeah, so... Ghost. So the cover copy on here is Ghost in the Machine, and this was during the era where the Iron Man logo looked like machine pieces of stuff. Like they just have rivets. It's real blocky. Yeah. Um. But if you want to see who we're talking about and um and the cover and everything, you go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. So. Uh, let's tr- jump into this. So, Virtually nothing is known about the origin or true identity of the costume industrialist saboteur who calls himself, he claims, to be a former uh, business ex- executive. Um, Ghost seeks to destroy various corporations or sabotars. This is apparently most interested in attacking those dealing with electronics and high technology. His motives are unknown but he appears to be attempting to take vengeance of some sort uh, for, for some wrong he believes was done to him by a corporation. What, I, can, I can list at least three of them without even knowing you, dude. <laughs> like, so far, he just sort of sounds like a superhero to me. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, how, I, I'm how not, is this I'm not, functionally I'm different lie. from the Green Arrow at this point? <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie right now. As much as I love superheroes, they do tend to be an arm of the state sometimes, uh, depending on how they're written. And you know, you know, pop. You know, if you do property damage in the state's eye, you're a bad person. Unless you're a superhero or a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the ghost is willing to destroy corporations without financial. Re- okay, cool. Financial recompensation. Um, but often hires himself out to corporations that wish to destroy rival companies. So he, you know, he's kind of making capitalism work for him. Like if he's gonna do it, if he's gonna do a job, and he's living within capitalism, he's gonna get paid for it. So he's literally just like the Green Arrow, except for he doesn't have a trust fund, so he needs to also have a day job, which, you know, smart man, two birds, one stone. Yeah, I see. There's a reason. I, and one of the reasons I like him is because I'm just like, yeah, yeah, go do, do your job. See, he's willing to do it for free. Like if he lived in a society where he did have a safety net, he probably would just do this for free right. all the time. But, you know. So, like, does um, he kick puppies? I'm waiting for the supervillain part of this. Um, you know, you might not get it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything off the top of my head. Um, most people who have heard of uh, who've heard of the ghost, including uh, Tony Stark, the founder of the of Stark Industries, does not believe he exists. Who did not believe he exists. However, Carrington Pax, a leading executive of Roxxon Oil Company. Hired the ghost to destroy Accutech research uh, and development. 
Accutech refused to sell to Roxon the beta particle generator it was developing, hence Roxon hired Ghost to commit sabotage that would drive Accutech to bankruptcy. So, well, I guess he works for an oil company. Well, no, there's a lot of okay people working for oil companies. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Eventually, we'll find something that we can pin. A pin him well, on being though, a villain for. His nemesis is Iron Man, who's really sort of already a supervillain, so. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, so basically Roxxon wanted to make Accutech bankrupt so they can more easily acquire the device. As a result, the ghost as a result of the ghost avatars experiments, Accutech indeed began going through bankruptcy. Um, Tony Stark was particularly interested in the beta particle generator that Accutech was developing and brought the and bought the company. Although, in doing so, he used all of Stark Industries' capital and credit. Investigating a disturbing a disturbance at uh, Accutech, Stark changed his secret identity, changed into his secret identity of Iron Man, and it was then that, as Iron Man, that Stark first encountered the Ghost. Iron Man succeeded in forcing the Ghost to flee, and the ghost vowed to take his vengeance by killing the man who believed to be Iron Man's employer, Tony Stark. That who seemed, he believed. Seems fine to me still. Yep. Uh, displeased that ghost, uh, displeased that the ghost dispart, departed from his orders to pursue a personal vendetta against Stark, Pax fired him and gave the uh, industrial saboteur spymaster the assignment destroy Accutech. Enraged that Ghost was determined to kill Stark and to compl- Enraged, the Ghost was determined to kill Stark and complete the destruction of Accutech nonetheless. Um, I, Ghost thought, invaded- I thought he already finished the job because Accutech got bought by Stark Industries because they went bankrupt. What's the beef? Yeah, they're, gonna, they're now going to destroy it because it now belongs to Tony Stark. Okay. As in, like, get it, make it gone. Right. Um, but, like, why is Pax upset that now Ghost has a vendetta if Ghost already did the job he was hired for? I don't get it. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. It was enraged, comma, the ghost. So, co- the ghost enraged mm. at Tony. It was just a bad sentence. Okay. Yeah, but the ghost was mad at Tony. Right. I got that. But and then so Pax what was mad at do, the ghost. Was that? Yeah, but Pax was mad at the ghost for because he didn't do exactly what they told them to. But they just told him to bankrupt Accutech, and that seems like that happened. Yeah, well, you you know that rich people are dumb, right? <laughs> like I don't know. Sometimes bosses get mad for no goddamn reason. Yeah, yeah. So far, he's still a good guy. Um, so Ghost invaded uh, Stark Industries administration building, but Spymaster impersonated Stark, took the Ghost by surprise, and would have murdered him if not the if not for the real Stark intervening to save Ghost's life. The Ghost recovered, but Spymaster went after him and overcame him once more. Now 
Uh, but by now, however, Stark had donned his Iron Man costume, and Iron Man struck Spymaster with a repulsor blast, preventing him from killing the ghost. Recovering again, the ghost pretended that he wanted to help Spymaster escape from Iron Man. Uh, he attached a circuit panel from uh, two Spymasters. Uh, okay, sorry, I turned one extra page on accident. And it just happened to follow immediate, like, perfectly. So it was like, so he attached, so Ghost attached a circuit to Spy Masters, and this is what confused me. Lover, the Asgardian <laughs> God Boulder. That took a hard <laughs> right like, turn. I'm just like, ooh, that's progressive. He attached something to a Spy Masters uh, costume to, remember, to render him intangible. Then the ghost and Spymaster escaped through passing through a wall. But before Spymaster fully passed through the wall, Ghost removed Spymaster's intelligibility device. Spymaster uh, rematerialized partly inside a wall and then just died. That's raw. Like he murked him. I know. I'm just saying, I can't be mad at a death like that. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool death. Finally, the ghost tried to destroy the prototype beta uh, particle generator itself. But the generator's emergency circuits gave off an intense energy field that overloaded any electrical systems within a hundred yard radius. And since the human brain itself operated through electrical impulses, prolonged exposure could prove fatal. Okay. How do you work on it? How do you te- like a hundred yards is a it's a football field away, and I'm assuming that's in all directions. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good distance, but that's that's a hundred that's that's three hundred square foot. Yeah, that's a lot. Pretty big. So Iron Man warned the ghosts of da- the danger, but the frantically driven ghost was determined to destroy the generator, and thus Stark Industries, even though the it would even at the cost of his own life. And he started to move towards the generator Iron Man realized by turning off the overload field, he can save Ghost's life. But Ghost would have then destroyed the generator, thereby forcing Stark Industries into bankruptcy. Okay, cool. You know, human life is, is you know, worth more. Yeah. Uh, love that we have a superhero that has to stop and weigh the cost-benefits of losing money versus saving someone's life. I mean, recalling that Ghost was a murder. Yep, Stark is definitely the bad guy in this story. This is like a libertarian's wet dream. I know. Ooh, this is this is what this is what Elon Musk wants to happen. Like right now. Yeah. So. Okay. So, recalling that Ghost was a murderer responsible for the deaths of an Accutech security guard and Spymaster, Iron Man decided to let Ghost go ahead if he wished. Ghost then kept going ahead towards the a generator, and just before uh, reaching the device, the heat from Ghost's overloaded circuits caused him to melt through the floor. Okay. And then he found only what appeared to be the remains of Ghost's battlesuit. Um, melted into slag. There's still more after this, so he didn't die. Oh, good. Um, but I just want to say, I I don't like. It sucks that he was a murderer. I don't care how many people someone murdered. 
you don't give him a death sentence this immediately. This feels like how, you know, in the 90s when a lot of, like, the stock villains in movies and things were just environmentalists. Yeah. Feels like uh, maybe in the hyper-consumerist 80s, uh, people were like, oh, but then he'd lose all his money, and that's bad. <laughs> and looking at it with hindsight, we're like, no, definitely Ghost was the right one here. <laughs> this sucks. Yeah. Also, I know Iron Man's story is that beta that beta particle thing was gonna blow up at one point, <laughs> right. cause a lot of damage. Also, it's not even like the, they were like, and this fantastic machine that will save millions of lives because it can produce food super efficiently or anything. They're just like, it's science. Stark wants it. His company could go bankrupt. Those are the stakes. Like, and you're weighing a human also, life against that. Also, like, like I don't care. Like, uh, like okay, maybe I would, I would ray one life if it was just like, okay, I'm gonna make infinite free energy and like make us right, make it to where thing. we never if have to depend like on oil. If it were like some sort of super device, but they're like, ah, it's science. And then there's also the whole fact of he saved Ghost's life multiple times at the risk at at the uh, at while risking his own life again multiple times. I don't understand why he would just be like, well, he was a murderer, so I guess well, he deserves because it. because those multiple times, uh, Stark's bottom line wasn't being affected. <laughs> yeah, it's just, man, this is really nakedly capitalist. Yeah. Like, in the worst way. Yeah, it's not even like Stark, oh no, if my company goes out of business, all these people I employ will not have a job. He's just like, oh, fuck, my company. Well, I guess that guy killed people before. I can let him die. Oh, sorry. I cursed there. But, uh... Oh, oh, crap. My company. Man. Okay. Well, in fact, Ghost had escaped and succeeded in destroying two or more businesses before he embarked on the project destroying... This is a name. Electronica Fabrizi. Oh, right. You know, (laughs) Electronica Fabrizi? It's a firm owned by Stark's powerful business rival, Justin Hammer. Electronica for Breezy sounds like a name that like Michael Schur made up on one of his shows. It sounds like a European DJ. <laughs> like, like, it sounds like someone who would pop up as like Raphael's uh, like brother or sister in, in Parks and Rec. Mm. Yeah. Or... It's just real ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it sounds like if Jean Ralphio had a DJ name, it would be something like Electronica Fabrizi. Uh, Hammer knew that Stark hoped to rehabilitate uh, Donald Gill, the second Blizzard, a young criminal in Hammer's employ. Uh, Hammer made a deal with Stark that he, Hammer, would turn Gill over to Stark and have nothing more to do with him if Stark would send Iron Man to help Hammer combat the ghost. Iron Man soon encountered the ghost who affixed uh, a circuit panel to Iron Man's armor and rendered him intangible. Only Ghost himself, due to the special circuits in his costume, could touch or control the or control the circuit panel. Why intangible? Hence, the ghost planned that Iron Man would basically just die slowly of starvation and thirst. Which, 
Sorry, brief, brief you know. aside, did did you just tell me that Iron Man was going to team up with one of his uh, nemeses, uh, for, uh, fellow CEO Justin Hammer, except for like explicitly one of the evil CEOs in this world where we pretend a CEO can be a good guy, uh, just to fight this dude? Because, uh, pretty well, cool, Iron okay. Man. I, I will, I will give him, I will give him one thing. He is trying to, he is trying to actually do whatever limited form of restorative justice he could by trying to reform a form uh, a villain a former villain of his he's trying to help one of his former villains become not a bad guy and uh, justin hammer is kind of using the whole i practically own you thing to keep him there so in order to get the second blizzard who is donald gill um away from hammer and to like just stop you know messing with him He's he's like okay I'll do this one favor for you even though he he could just send Iron Man over to beat him up I mean that's also another thing yeah he could have done or like what what was Hammer's hold on Gil uh he was his employer yeah and he also so gosh also- it's really too bad Tony Stark doesn't have a multi billion dollar company that I mean that feels I feel like yeah. it solve a lot of issues. Well, also, there's a whole thing that all of the armored people, because Blizzard is one of the armored people, all of them that work for uh, Hammer, they have like a control chip in their battle suit that will kill them if they don't follow his instructions. And it's often put in there on, um, like, secretly, so they don't know about it. And so Iron Man just like... The man who put a control chip in you, I definitely trust his word that he'll leave you alone if I do this for him. Everything about this just makes Iron Man worse. Again, I don't care how smart they say Tony is, he's actually very dumb in any common sense way. He's he's a brilliant engineer, and engineers turn into terrorists all the time. So this is this is like somehow worse than the uh, old Batman standby of like, why doesn't he just invest in infrastructure? It's like it's just for this one guy. You could just help this one guy. You could give him a job and, like, the problem would be solved. But you're like, oh, better team up with a supervillain to go fight this other guy who's really not that bad. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, Iron Man escaped the, this trap by generating an electromagnetic pulse that temporarily dampened the uh, electrical circuits in the armor and in the circuit panel, causing it to become intangible again. Stark's friend and confidant, James Rhodes, James Rhodes, um, used a gun to shoot the circuit panel free of his armor. And, uh, Hammer sent the second Blizzard and his two other employees of his Black Lash and Boomerang to Electronica Febreze's complex to join into the massive rave that they're constantly <laughs> doing right now. <laughs> Uh, no, to uh, join into the uh, fight um, with Ghost. Uh, Hammer's employee were under orders to attack whoever was gaining the upper hand in the battle. Hence, at the first, hence at first they aided Iron Man and Rhodes against Ghost, but then turned on their allies, Iron Man and Rhodes, but uh, defeating um, but, but against yeah. So, but Iron Man and Rhodes. Uh, defeated Hammer's three operatives, but the intangible ghost activated bombs he had planted. Iron Man set off an electromagnetic pulse that could dampen the explosive devices. 
and Ghost's own electrical circuits for six minutes. Uh, Iron Man and Rhodes then got Hammer's three defeated operatives to safety before the bombs triggered the signal revived. And the intellect in the electronica Fabrizi uh, complex was destroyed in the resulting detonation. detonation. Uh, the ghost, once again, was intangible and was unhurt and escaped. However, when he went to Hammer's office to taunt him, the ghost discovered that Hammer had lined the walls with a synthetic material which the ghost could not pass through. The ghost escaped nonetheless by blasting his way through. Thus, now he vowed to destroy both Stark and St- Stark and Hammer. And yeah, he's still a good guy in my eyes, so you know, cool. Yeah, Ghost has done nothing wrong. Yep, yeah. He was just doing, you know, he was just doing his uh his God-given right to destroy the things destroying society. Um, so yeah, he has no, so he weighs, uh, 5'11", 175 pounds, uh, or nothing, depending on what you're doing, he's doing. Blue eyes, brown hair. He does, like, regular exercise. Um, he has no superhuman powers. He's, like, he's a brilliant inventor, technician, engineer, demolition experts, and computer scientist. He's like, what if Iron Man were a good guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool. I I like him. Uh, he wears like a battle suit powered by electrical by electricity that enables him to do like you know unusual feats. So he can in his hood that he has, it can control multiple cybernetic uh, circuitry activated by low psionic energy from the ghost mind, such as that all human. But okay, so you know how people think. Yes, I've I've heard. Apparently, in the Marvel Universe, that's low psionic energy. I mean, I guess to be fair... It is well, yeah, what What is psionic energy other than, you know, energy coming from your brain? When you think you are generating energy. <laughs> I would, I would, I, you know what I would say in that? Hmm. He uses, he uses his circuitry by thought. Yeah, I mean, that is another way to phrase it, but they're both technically right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's just a long way to say he thinks things and stuff happens, which every human has the ability to do to some extent. Yeah. Yeah, so if he has, like, an EMP, pol- uh, EMP uh, sent at him, like, it will kind of disrupt the circuitry, so, you know, he'll be tangible and stuff um, when that's happening. It also enables him to be invisible through unknown means, and it also enables him to become intangible by placing him out of phase with this dimension's uh, plane. When intangible, the ghost can pass harmlessly through physical objects, and he cannot be harmed by concussive forces. Uh, However, he cannot... I I love uh, that uh, the writers gave enough thought to make some nonsense, quote-unquote, scientific reason for why he can phase through things. Got to the invisibility, and we're like, oh, I don't know. He just can, also. <laughs> yeah. Well, he cannot be invisible and immaterial simultaneously. Okay. So he can be one or the other. Uh, when he walks through walls, he's mostly transparent, but still visible. So he looks like a, what we think a ghost looks like, basically. 
And that was able to stop by some whatever synthetic material Justin Hammer made. Uh, but, you know, he he got through it with the uh, good old concussive forces. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ghost's invisibility circuit also enables him to turn other objects invisible, but as long as he's touching them. And uh, his robots can be detected by... You know, any general thing that someone would use to find an invisible person, like dust, right? paint, stuff being thrown at them. If, if, if we're talking about the boys, if your nose gets broken and then you just start spitting blood in your mouth, you know, you know stuff like that. Um, circuitry, the circuitry in battle suits also enables him to control and reprogram computers by touching the computers or equipment um, containing the computers. Which is also real cool. Hmm. Um, and he can nullify that. He his he his suit can also nullify all of the scanning devices, which Iron Man's uh, armor was equipped uh, with as of their last encounter. He also carries special like specialized hand weaponry, including guns that fires bursts of electricity and guns that fires concussive blasts. He also has um. A bunch of stuff like bombs activated by sound. So really, he's just cool as uh, he's just cool as hell, and I love him. Yeah, he's a good character. Um, and they played they played them uh pretty good in Iron Man, uh, the, uh, Iron Man and the Wasp. No, sorry, the Ant Man and the Wasp movie. Oh, he was in that. Well, they it was played by her, and they you know they went a little bit more tragic with the backstory, but you know that's what Marvel does. I always Marvel actually... movies do. Just thinking that Ghost sounds like a prime candidate for the Department of Defense, I mean Disney, to uh, bring back as one of their quote-unquote nuanced villains that are just correct, but then they're like, uh, and they also want to commit genocide and kick puppies. The whole deal in Ant-Man and the Wasp was they're basically trying to uh, get to where they can actually stay tangible because their intangibility uh, stuff like, um, is actually on the fritz. Right. And uh, Bill Foster, who was uh, Goliath, well, at first, Black Goliath, because he's a black guy and he had Goliath's powers. Get it? Black Goliath. And later he was called Goliath. And then killed unceremoniously to start off the Civil War. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it. Uh, but uh, he, like, he was trying to help her. So they were basically just doing stuff against Hank Pym, who deserves it. Yeah. So... Yeah, really. If you think about it, like a lot of a lot of the a lot of the '60s heroes were just you know bad. They're just bad. I would argue for a while. I would argue for a long time. Captain America was bad too. But then he was just like, "Hey, I caused Nixon to commit suicide," and then he became good in my eyes. <laughs> I was talking about this on Facebook with some people. Um, I was in one of those classic, you know, supervillains that are actually right uh, type of threads, and we we're talking about. Uh, Black Lightning, which I guess the third season spoilers if uh, for anyone watching, but apparently in the third season, uh, I'm sure you are aware because I think you said you've seen it. Yeah, whereas no, I have, and I know who you're talking about, and it's like, he is so good. Well, <laughs> no, not it. even that, but just like generally, it's like at the end of the season, it's basically like, yeah, America's evil. We should take down America, and then like they have to make, the, but then they can't actually do that because you know the U.S. government. And also WB Super would never allow them to air that. So it was like, 
the superheroes just kind of have to be like milk toastly like uh no we should try talking it out and i was i was like this is kind of the problem with superheroes like if you follow any of them to their logical conclusion you realize America's the bad guy and the superheroes have a moral duty to destroy this country. But they can't do that because the publishers are all American. Yep. Yeah, see, again, as I say, superheroes tend to be the arm of the state and unofficially. I still enjoy superhero stories. Like, like, but it, I, you if know, you just follow Superman's like, character to its logical conclusion, it's him realizing that he needs to destroy America. But they can't ever do that because... Of where this well, is published. They don't even need to... He wouldn't... Like, like, let's talk about just Superman. He wouldn't have to destroy all of America. He would just have to destroy about the top 1%. Right. Like, the top, like, I don't know, 500 people. I mean, it, it would... The most he wealth. would nullify America as a country. And, you know, that doesn't mean he's yeah. going to kill everyone in America. But the structure would... See... I mean, he would go to Congress and he would uh, hug everyone there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just, like, I mean, I, I want, I, honestly, what I want is I just want an anarchist super, uh, Superman who's just like, yep, no countries, no borders, everyone gets food, no, no one just hierarchies anymore. That, I mean, that is the pl- literal conclusion of, of <laughs> Superman as a character, but they can't ever write that because, um, you can't just say that in America. <laughs> Well, he did. He did denounce America in the most neoliberal way he could right. in the in the early twenty ten. So I mean, well, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's about it. This uh, turns out this dude's good, and uh, yep, we're right to like him. Sorry, one last thing. Uh, Superman the Red Sun is nonsense. What a nonsense story. Uh, he's like. I gotta defeat capitalism in the battlefield of ideas. I have to debate them. Sure, like, I blew up Korea and Vietnam, but I can't attack America. Oh no, I have to have civil debate. Like, shut up. Shut up and go blow okay. up the White House. So, okay, so here's the, here's the thing with the Red Sun. It has the problem that I have with every Superman what-if story, including the Injustice game. Mm-hmm. You cannot have Superman be too like anti-imperialist because as soon as he does brainiac comes down yeah (laughs) every single time point out one time brainiac didn't show up when superman was about to approach the point and was right (laughs) point it out point it i dare anyone to tell me that that superman does not always have to fight brainiac when he's about to do something either right or something radically different than defend America. Mm-hmm. Because, because like, I feel like he would have gotten to that point in Red Sun. Yeah. After Lex Luthor just like, no, America's the best. We're going to nuke you now. If Brainiac didn't come down and say, hey, I'm going to take all your cities. Wait for my, wait, wait for me to write for Superman where I reveal Brainiac is actually a CIA asset from the future sent to stop Superman from ever doing anything cool. Um, surprise, if you didn't know this already, both me and Daniel are leftists and would, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I speak for Daniel, but I definitely am, uh, uh anarchist in, in, in my thoughts. Uh, I, uh, I lean bottom left in my tendency. I suck at reading theory, okay. so I don't formally adhere to an ideology. Well, you know what? That, that just makes you just like most of the other people. So. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. <laughs>
It turns it turns out that anarchism actually is an a priori knowledge set that you should just that that we followed for hundreds of years for hundreds thousands of years before uh, capitalism hmm. and feudalism happened. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Well. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, no unjust hierarchies. We should be taking care of our neighbors. Blah 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 blah. I'm just gonna end this with. Uh, I'm. I'm. Do we want to do our plugs? I don't know. We can do our plugs next time. Sure. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Well, yeah, Ghost was right. Uh, Iron Man needs to be destroyed. Bye.